Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, June 9th, 2022. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture writer, Ashley Steves. We have a lot of awards chatter to go through Ooh, today. It's I a hope big that day. everybody's ready to yeah. put on your pearls, uh, to spritz on. some Chanel number no. five, and mm-hmm, head to mm-hmm. the red carpet because that's Deal. what we're doing right Deal. now. Deal. Done. <laughs> Happened. <laughs> it's happening backwards and in heels, as Ashley said You're to me earlier. Damn right. Always. So let's start with some good news because the Drama Desk Award winners have been announced for this season and we're just going to run through them all and talk about why we love some of them. Is that cool? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) All right. So starting with Outstanding Play, we've got Prayer for the French Republic by Joshua Harmon at Manhattan Theater Club. For Outstanding Musical, Kimberly Akimbo for Atlantic Theater Company. Outstanding Revival of a Play, what Ashley is seeing right after we record tonight. How I Learned to Drive. Yeah, Yeah, at MTC. And then we've got Outstanding Revival of a Musical. Company, which mm-hmm. we will probably talk about of in our Tony predictions yeah. today. Uh, outstanding actor in a play, Ruben Santiago Hudson for Lackawanna Blues for MTC, what I actually predicted yesterday on the show with ah, Matt about leading actors. So, there we go. Saying the precedent is good. It's mm-hmm. thick. It's delicious. <laughs> uh, outstanding actress in a play, Felicia Rashad for Skeleton Crew. Outstanding actor in a musical, Jacquel Spivey for A Strange Loop. Outstanding actress in a musical, Jakina Kalakongo for Paradise Square. Two things that we said yesterday as well. Outstanding featured actor in a play, Ron Cephas Jones for Clydes, an actor that you and I mentioned in the show earlier that we yeah. did not get to see yeah. in Clydes, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, outstanding featured actress in a play, Frances Benhamu for Prayer for the French Republic for MTC. Outstanding featured actor in a musical, Matt Doyle for Company. Outstanding featured actress in a musical, Patty Lapone for Company. Outstanding director of a play, Rebecca Franknell for Sanctuary City, which I did see at New York Theater Workshop. Mm. Outstanding director of a musical, Marianne Elliott for Company. Outstanding choreography, Bill T. Jones for, um, along with Garrett Coleman, (laughs) Jason Arimus, Galen Lampert, and Chloe Davis, because those are associates. And then there were also parts that were Irish and Hammerstep. So it was a big collaborative effort Mm. led by Bill T. Jones for Paradise Square. Outstanding music, Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss for six. Outstanding lyrics, Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss for six. <laughs> Outstanding book of a musical, Bruce Sussman for Harmony at the National Yiddish Theater at Foxbean. Bruce Sussman, who also did Pebble and the Penguin. Ah, of course. Outstanding orchestrations, Jason Michael Webb and David Holsenberg for MJ. Outstanding music in a play, Bill Sims Jr. for Lackawanna Blues at MTC. Outstanding scenic design for a play, Takeshi Kata for Clyde's at Second Stage. Outstanding scenic design for a musical, Beowulf Borat for Flying Over Sunset at Lincoln Center. Outstanding costume design for a play, Jennifer Moeller for Clyde's. Outstanding costume design for a musical, Gabriella Slade for Six. Mm-hmm. And, and can I just say this, Gabriella? You did slay. Correct. Oh, oh. Outstanding lighting design for a play went to uh, a tie, actually. Christopher Eckerlin for Clyde's and Amit Shantikshakur for Prayer for the French Republic. So, um, just saying, congrats to both. Love a tie. Outstanding lighting design for a musical also tied yeah. Natasha Katz for MJ and Bradley King for Flying Over Sunset. So I like acknowledging all these artists. Yeah, I think that's absolutely. nice. absolutely. Outstanding projection design, 59 productions for Flying Over Sunset. Outstanding sound design for a play, Ben and Max Ringham for Cyrano de Bergerac. And then outstanding sound design for a musical, Gareth Owen for MJ. Outstanding wig and hair, David Brian Brown for Mrs. Doubtfire, which I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> um, outstanding solo performance, drumroll please, Christina Wong, yeah, yeah, Christina yeah. Wong Sweatshop Overlord for New York Theater Workshop. Pulitzer Unique Prize finalist, Christina finalist. Wong. Please, yes. Yeah. 
unique theatrical experience went to Seven Deadly Sins at Tectonic Theater Project in Madison Wells Live. Outstanding adaptation, Merry Wives by Jocelyn Bio. Outstanding pup design, James Ortiz for The Skin of Our Teeth, of which course. is exactly obviously. what I've been yelling yeah. about. Yeah, obviously. So those will be distributed on June 14th at Sardi's Restaurant. I guess that's the Tuesday after the Tony Awards. So everybody's probably a little fatigued, but still hung thrilled to get another over. award. Yes, hungover yeah. is the word for that, for sure. I love that we've gotten these in advance of the actual ceremony. I also am just glad to have them in advance of the Tonys because now we kind of get that final look at mm-hmm. what will probably be happening. Though some of them I'm not quite sure and obviously some of them are off-broadway productions so we can't really make a linear prediction there but i mean you know patty lapone matt doyle marianella it's we talked about those for company the other day and then jicky nicola congo i'm really fascinated by ron cephas jones because we weren't able to make that prediction since we didn't get to see him um but obviously thrilled about that too yeah, full agree. I'm I'm interested in what that means for the Tony Awards, but I'm glad that his Please. performance was acknowledged in this way because I, yeah. while I didn't get to see it, his understudy was phenomenal, mm, yeah, and definitely. I could see that that role was just very rich. So oh, I'm, I'm thrilled for that. Ruben Santiago Hudson, Felicia Rashad, jeez, 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 jeez. MTC. MTC. They killed the game. They know what they're doing. That's like, well, all I got to say. Yeah. So more in some awards chatter. Um, the Antonio Awards have announced that they are back. The awards Good. are organized by Broadway Black, honoring black theater makers. I know this is really thrilling to see that it's happening again. The 2022 Antonios will honor theater makers from the 2021-2022 season. Nominations will be released at a private event June 20th at 5 p.m. Eastern time. And then the event will be live streamed as well. I hope they so, show up the Tony again this year <laughs> as, they, as they did their inaugural year. Yeah, never forget Adrian never Warren. Forget. Damn right, never forget Adrian Warren. So because Warren. We, we, are, we have been talking about the awards. What? And we did just mention. Yeah, we did mention mm. the Tonys. And now we're on our third <laughs> Begrudging, fourth day? Begrudgingly so. Yeah, this is day number right, right. four. Goodness. We got one more to go and this is really the big one. I think on tomorrow's show, Matt and I are kind of going to be kind of going to be talking about like our performance and weird things predictions. Um, but we're talking shows today. This is a big thicky. Um, so let's get into it. For best new musical, we've got Girl from the North Country, MJ, Mr. Saturday Night, Paradise Square, Six, The Musical, and A Strange Loop. Ashley, what is your prediction that will win? <laughs> I mean, it's got to be A Strange Loop, doesn't it? Yeah. It, it yep. really has to be. I think anything, if it's going to go to anything else, I would assume it would have to be... Six? Uh, yeah, I guess. But Strange Loop has so much behind it at this point we've already kind of talked about that matt and i talked about it the other day when we were kind of going through book and score um or you know book and music and lyrics that it's already won the pulitzer it's got all this behind it it is unquestionably the best show of the year it is one of the best things that i have seen on stage in general especially on broadway i can't imagine uh i mean and also the 18 years of work that jackson put into this it shows and you and i have kind of had that discussion in an entirely different medium before as far as um oh i may destroy you and how many 
drafts that took. I think it was like 161 drafts, and that showed so clearly when you got to see it on screen. This is one of those things that it took 18 years to make, and you can tell the work that went behind it. And I think it would be silly at best to not honor that. Yeah, I I actually just can't fathom a world where we honor a piece for the Pulitzer and it somehow isn't the best new musical. Mm. But that's not me. I, I'm not I'm saying that there's you a world where I guess so. that happens, but it just I wouldn't think that that's humanly possible. You wouldn't think <laughs> um, so. No. No. Yeah, you, you would, would not think, think so. so. But the other side of this is that everything that is revolving around the Tonys is not about art per se. It's it's about marketability and campaigning and all that other stuff. So that's why I guess I can see a world where the Pulitzer Prize winning musical does not win the Tony Award because it at the end of the day is, is, is just, it's being judged on a whole other set of things. Um, so I, I agree with you. I think the strange loop Mm -hmm. is the winner here. Um, I see a world where it could be six because it wasn't nominated in a ton of other categories. Um, and that's just for me, but also like there's a, there's a lot of possibility for MJ, like where that was the surprise reviewed well of the seat. You know what I mean? Like mm. I've heard a lot of people, especially voters that have said that they really enjoyed that show. And they oh, might yeah. go, well, I feel like everyone's voting for Strange Loop and I know MJ, you know, who knows? Yeah. But that's that's my other prediction, which isn't a prediction. So I'm going to go with the Strange Loop as well. I think there are things here. And, you know, when Matt and I talked about book and music and lyrics the other day, it's really a thing of like it could go to six because six is so quintessential essentially it's music like that is a that's a concert it's like that could very easily a a strange loop could very easily not take that in the same way that it could not take best musical here for the same reasons as far as like the marketable experience of it all and i do worry about that in the way of like this is a very specific show uh, to kind of market to Tony voters, which are not necessarily the, the demographic of this show. I think it is a very black, very queer musical on Broadway in a smaller theater. And while I think that it is more than the most deserving show of the year to win this, I could understand how that could kind of be a barrier that people can't get around, unfortunately. Do I think it's going to be enough for them to not vote for for Best Musical? Absolutely not. Yeah, I think we're kind of in that that similar boat. So for Best Musical Revival, you've hey. got Carolina Change, <laughs> yeah. Company, mm. or The Music Man. Yeah. They literally omitted the one other revival that could have been nominated, which is Funny Girl. So you only have these three to yep. work with. Um, what is your prediction there? I think you know my prediction, Grace. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're both predicting company. <laughs> I feel like I don't. I, there's a like hour and a half long Sondheim episode from the end of last year that nope. says all of our company thoughts. Go back and listen to that, uh, again and again. Cause why wouldn't you want to hear our lovely voices for an hour and a half? Uh, it's company. It, uh, my only concern is that the music man will somehow take this in the worst possible way. Um, but I can't imagine. It's the same thing I said the other day. I can't imagine in a year where Sondheim is going to be in the in memoriam that musical revival does not go to a Sondheim show, especially one as excellent as this one. Yeah, I, I just haven't seen like critically. And again, I'm really speaking critically. Sure. I haven't seen a positive 
critical response to the Music Man revival as yeah. a revival. So that's why, and, and originally I thought that Carolina Change early on, before the campaigns yeah. really started, before, while it was on, I really thought that Caroline was going to take it because of how well years ago it was yeah, not as totally. received. So um, I think that uh, not, you know, I think and you're right. I think revival. the tides have turned. They're both gorgeous. Um, yeah. I think that you're right. I think that the best musical revival Tony will go to company because because you're Oops, right, so. but also because it's an incredible revival. But but because <laughs> there's just been so I mean, yeah, they've been really, really gorgeously strategic on all of it. And um, absolutely. Yeah, I just don't see a world where that's not the case. The next one is best new play. You've got Clyde's Hangman Lehman Trilogy, The Minutes and Skeleton Crew. There were also a ton of plays, by the way, oh, yeah. that could have been nominated. That's what that's what kind of blows yeah. me about this list yeah. is that there were a lot of other shows that I would have thought would have been on this list. So I know that that's not what we're doing right now. Most but just definitely. reading it, I'm like, holy crap, there were tons of like POTUS wasn't even considered for best mm-hmm. new play. Is it because it's a, yeah. a farce? I don't know. But um, what are your predictions for and best th- new play based on this list? That's such a hard thing, too, of like looking at this list. Well, I think there are excellent options here. And I think there's a really clear winner. I think it's going to pr- pretty obviously be the Le- Lehman trilogy here. I would be absolutely shocked to see anything else. There are also just shows that I think were really deserving to be be here, um, of which you've already mentioned. But yeah, I, I do think this is kind of an, an easy one. I think it's going to go to the Lehman trilogy. Um, yep. and <laughs> anything else would be weird, especially after the last year of conversation we've had about it. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be the Lehman trilogy, but I will also say that it's interested me how much push there's been for mm-hmm. Clyde's recently. Yeah. Um, in all other categories that it wouldn't shock me if that was a surprise win. You know what I mean? Uh, because I think, I think we would. are all predicting that, but I think, it, I think that that, yeah, yeah, I think it would predict me. I, or it would surprise me if it was a surprise win. I think, mm-hmm. I think even with the push, and I think Clyde's was a great show. I don't think it was Lynn Nottage's best show. And honestly, I don't even know if it was her best show of the year, considering she's had three shows that were running simultaneously. Um, But yeah, it would be, there's been so much campaigning behind the Lehman trilogy, and you have all you know, all the acting accolades nominations as well for this. This was kind of the favorite even before it transferred, that when everyone knew when it transferred, it was going to take anything that it was nominated for. And I think that's kind of the case here. Yeah, I full agree there. There's just, that's, that is what it is. Um, so finally, for best play revival, we've got American Buffalo for colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough, how I learned to drive, take me out, and trouble in mind. Ashley. This is a hard <laughs> one. Um, I really love this category other than one of the nominees. And I think Same. that one, I think that one is there, obvious. This category is literally more vocal, less mammoth. This category. Yes. Yes. Right. Which I was going to wear that shirt tonight, but I decided to wear a romper instead because it's too damn hot. Um, nice. uh, yeah. I think any of these other than the mammoth is extremely deserving of this. I think based on the news cycle of late and the marketing of it and the star power behind it and the critical reception of it, I think it will be take me out. I would not be surprised if fur colored girls has a 
somewhat surprise win here, and I think it's absolutely deserving of it. I think it's a beautiful piece. I think when it comes to calling something a play, though, that the voters are going to lean into something that they consider more traditionally a play. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, I actually think that Trouble in Mind is going to win this. Wow. I yeah, love it. I, I really, love the show. Yeah, I really think that the uh, lingering momentum behind LaShawn's performance mm. and portrayal, I think that the that the community is going to honor that production very specifically in this category. So that's I'd be very happy with for that. that. I'd be very happy with it. I, I said at the time and I said after I saw it that I don't think that it got the flowers that it deserved while it was on the stage and ended up closing too soon. I, I would love to see it get rewarded in this way. Uh, it would surprise me. I like I said, I think Take Me Out is leading. I also wouldn't be surprised about how I learned to drive. Uh, you know, we've talked about it before and I'm seeing it tonight on Wednesday, but it is one of my favorite plays of all time. There's been incredible, uh, you know, both word of mouth, word of mouth and press behind this. So it's another thing that wouldn't surprise me. Um, but yeah, it to, to me, Take Me Out has had the momentum over the past couple weeks of being both in the press and having, like I said, the star power and just having exceptional reviews and word of mouth. I, I think I learned <laughs> everything about the show just from people telling me, Oh, you've got to go see the show. It's like, yeah, well, I can't mm-hmm. get in. It's too, it's too expensive for me to go. I'm sorry. For which but, one? For Take Me Out. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I wanted to see that show, but again, it was really expensive. There was star power for good reason so i respect it but Mm -hmm. like how i learned to drive mtc like i said the other day on the show um they have the 30 dollars under 35 that's the only way i was able to see the production i was rose c i got to see one of my favorite plays ever written live and i had never seen it live so i'm thrilled for you and i think they they could honor this production i could see that Mm -hmm. mtc had a very strong year um but i think that's my vote is trouble in mind there you go so let's get into some broadway grosses for the week ending in june 5th there were about 31 shows that played at nearly 81 percent capacity again grosses were down 11 percent compared to you know some previous weeks Mm -hmm. capacity was down only about three but Keep in mind, like, Mr. Saturday Night was off for the entire week. So yeah. I know that that kind of changes, skews some numbers. No shows played 100% capacity. None. Jeez. But Hamilton and Music Man were at 99. Yeah, I mean, good <laughs> so it's enough. like, uh, good enough okay. to me. But like, six shows played to less than 60% capacity, which kind of surprised me because <sighs> that includes POTUS, that includes Girl from the North Country. That one doesn't surprise me. No. Hangman, Paradise Square has been struggling in capacity numbers. So, and, and the minutes. Uh, I saw it the other day and it was uh, really, really spacious in the theater. Mm. And that mm. was concerning. Of course, we know about Tina. Um, their, their grosses were down as well, and they've also announced closing. Uh, but Mr. Saturday Night was not even considered that because they were on a hiatus. For color girls who've considered suicide right. concluded on June 5th. So that's a factor. Um, it grossed about 300,000 in the last week, played to 70% capacity, which was up significantly due to Mm -hmm. Ayanna Prescott's campaign. Uh, There was a lot going on there, but they were able to bump up nearly 33%. So that's that's really great to hear. Um, The reason I bought a ticket Friday for how I learned to drive because I was I knew I was going to be away Mm. when they were concluding their run is because they canceled their matinee on June 4th. 
So um, in that, you know, final week of the extension through June 12th, they grossed about $160,000, uh, which is planked about 75% capacity. Again, mm. the theater is not huge. But this is kind of the first time since April that that show did not occupy at least 80%. Yeah. So I don't know if that's due to COVID. Um, Tina is at like 54% in that capacity. So I know that I'm hoping that those numbers get up. Uh, yeah, when, in the final in, in, final months yeah. and weeks, especially, definitely. And now Dear Evan Hansen has announced closing as well, yeah. which you can see in these numbers that we've linked you mm-hmm. as well. So that's, Ooh, that's challenging, but I'm season. hoping, I know we're in this, it's closing season and it sucks and it's, it's also really the sucks. summer and it's hot and I don't want to be inside <laughs> and my legs hurt. So I get and all it. the things, oh goodness. Yeah. But there's a lot to see. So there's now we're going to take so a moment from the show. <laughs> there's too much to see. Let's take a moment from the show to talk about our sponsor for this week, Today Ticks. So I've gotten to see so many more shows than I normally would because of how quick and easy Today Ticks makes it to get tickets. They have amazing prices. Seriously, like you cannot get these prices can't be anywhere else. For, it can't be beat. You know, there's there's all these fees online and all this stuff. Da, 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 da. But with Today Ticks, you can get the best theater that you can see in New York, all these other cities. We'll talk about it later, but oh, yeah. uh, there you go. They're your one-stop shop for theater tickets, and they are, like you said, the best value on tickets for Broadway and beyond. You just download the app and you, or visit todaytix.com. You find the show you want to see, and getting tickets is easier than ever. Also, fast. So, so fast. 30 seconds fast. You get your tickets with ease, and you can book your tickets months in advance or even day of if you're feeling spontaneous. Best of all, you get things like exclusive pre-sales, limited time offers, digital lottery programs to sold-out shows, and even day of discounted tickets. I mean... Again, can't be beat. It really shan't. So Today Ticks isn't just for Broadway and London's West End. You can find tickets in cities all across the country and around the world, including Chicago, L.A., D.C., San Francisco, Sydney, and more. See that show that you've always wanted to see or discover something new. Heck, I haven't even gotten to see the Funny Girl revival. I'm looking at it Ugh, right now. You can get tickets girl. for... The funny quarrel, I mean, like, right now, Julie Benko is on because sure. uh, Beanie Feldstein is out. But, like, tickets you can get for, like, $69. True. Nice. It's unheard Super of. nice. Exactly. So, go see something new or something that you've been dying to see. Go to todaytix.com slash Broadway. Use promo code Broadway to get $10 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code Broadway at todaytix.com slash Broadway for an additional $10 off your first ticket purchase. Once more, todaytix.com slash Broadway. Nice. So... It was announced today, because this is more of a Sondheim show, can you tell? Hello, we're here! So it was announced today that in Broadway's upcoming revival of Into the Woods, because we are going Into the Woods, hello, Mm -hmm. they've added a few cast members. If you notice, when they did the release, there were some people missing, and they've been announced. So Nancy Opal will star as Cinderella's stepmother, Amy Garcia will star as Jack's mother, Alicia Velez will star as Rapunzel, which I was like, oh, that shocked me, because Shereen Pimentel was fantastic as Rapunzel. Um, I'm thrilled for this other actor, yeah. but um, I, I was surprised that she's not... She must be booked and busy. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good for her. Um, so in other news, the top musicals and plays performed by High School's list has been released. And some of... I love reading this stuff. I really do. I love, like, the continuity of how, like, all theater performers in high school kind of have all done the same shows uh, because they're they're crowd pleasers. They're totally. inexpensive at certain points. Uh, but I, I'm just going to run through some of those. And you tell me if you did this in high school, actually, oh, or God. if you were in the pit, at least. Oh, God. Um, 
So Clue is in the top, one of the top plays, but Midsummer Night's Dream continues its 32-year run, Jesus. appearing in the top 10 most produced full-length plays. Thornton Wilder's Our Town is always in the top 10 category. However, the Harry Potter play Puffs made the biggest jump this year, moving from the top 10, number 10, last year, to moving to number two. Wow. That is, that is huge. Fascinating, honestly. Yeah. For musicals, Mamma Mia, which I didn't even know high schools did, so that one did surprise that's me. I don't know one. about you, but... <laughs> I feel like <laughs> that, that's a little odd. That one's a little odd. surprising. It's a little odd. Like, being the same age as, like, the moms and the dads. It's, it's, it's just always funny. Also, just like, but who's not- the father of my baby? I mean, I guess in my school that would have worked, to be fair. But. Oh, fair. Mm. Uh, but they asked... Uh, the, so, Mamma Mia knocked the Adams Family out of being the number one full-length musical, sending it to third. Uh, so, yeah, I just... I love that the fact that, like, the other new title breaking yeah. into, like, this whole top ten list was the Spongebob musical. I love it. Amazing. <laughs> as Which it actually makes be. me really happy. Yeah, as it should be. I also just like, there's uh, there's a part of me that's like a high school production of Spongebob the musical. I I can't imagine the lower budget end of what some of that must look like, but I, I love the show so much. I want to see it performed in any possible way. Any school that's doing a musical about climate change without realizing it's about climate I change, know. like, go off. Yeah. I have not done a single one of these that were on that list that you just read. What? Uh, nope, not a damn one. Here, Here's my rundown through high school, because I only did high okay. s- musicals in high school. Uh, Sound of Music, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Lil Abner, I think, was the next oh, one. Oh, Lil uh, Abner. Corn Cornpone. Corn Jubilation tea. Cornpone, baby. Uh, before me. that, we did Oliver. And then final oh. year. Yeah, final year, we did Once Upon a Mattress, which was a lot of fun. So oh, odd that's choices. That's a dream. I know. That was a very, very list. good year. Um, I definitely did a Midsummer Night's Dream as ah. far as like the list that was just presented. Yeah. Definitely did that. Was definitely Puck. Definitely used of a trampoline. Course, of course. Moving it all on. Sense. Um, <laughs> and some sweet institutional anniversaries. Is that even a segue? Sure, Who knows? Absolutely. The Drama Bookshop. The Drama Bookshop, one of my favorite places to get a lavender chai. Uh, Ooh, thank you to, yes. to the staff there. Smatcha lavender chai matcha. For me, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Um, so they are celebrating 105 years as an independent bookstore in New York City. They are currently owned, of course, by Thomas Kale, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Jeffrey Sellers, and James L. Niederlander. They'll celebrate publicly on Friday, June 10th. So you've got a day to make sure that you're there. They're serving complimentary cookies from Schmackeries to mm. the first 105 customers. Very smart. Uh, they're also offering to patrons with any book purchase of $25 or more, you get a free drink from the cafe throughout Good. the day. Love it. So go visit... Uh, the staff there, Liz, uh, uh, sorry, is is so fantastic. Mm. Um, they're all great. The staff is excellent. So uh, make sure that you celebrate an independent store like theirs. Uh, yeah. So finally, we've got two feel-good recommendations. One, I'm going to kind of like uh, give Ashley the little bit of a lead on. Uh, she <laughs> sent me this beautiful article. Sure. Sorry. Um, uh, because there's this great article from Deadline showing the relationship between the birth of Marianne Elliott's company with uh, some corresponding emails between her and Stephen Sondheim. It's beautiful. Uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. It, just, it makes me so happy that 
because I, I missed this completely. And Ashley was like, wait, did you see this today? <laughs> it was like, it, it came up in my news alerts because I get entertainment alerts for the day job. And as soon as I see anything company related, of course, I clicked it. But it had Sondheim as like one of the first few words in the headline as well. So I'm like, bam, on it. And then just this beautiful, beautiful compilation of the emails between Marion Elliott and Stephen Sondheim. Assumingly not all of them, but a very, no, no, no. a very good amount, I think dating back to 2016 as this was being conceptualized and then put on the stage. And I, you know, as a historian slash stan, I love this stuff. This is, I I haven't gotten a chance to finish it yet since today has been kind of a whirlwind for me. Uh, And I was just like immediately crying (laughs) through them anyway. So Marianne Elliott says, uh, I hope this correspondence gives an insight into how, what a truly great collaborator he was. And I think that's exactly what this is. And anytime you see a video, yeah, anytime you see an interview and all stuff, it seems like he would be such an incredible collaborator. Mm -hmm. But seeing it in text is kind of just special in a really different way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Additionally, Playbill released a music video featuring Heidi Blinkenstaff covering Reba McIntyre's Why Haven't I Heard From You? Uh, From May We All. Why? Heard From You. From You. Uh, It's from May We All, which is a new country musical. It's it's just a jukebox musical, uh, which is beginning previews at the Tennessee Performance. Arts Center June 7th so I guess already right now yesterday yeah, uh, with an opening night set for June 15th I'm really excited about this production I love it sounds fun a country jukebox musical people all the time are like why aren't there more country musicals and I'm like well sometimes you uh, you don't seem to take those well mm-hmm. uh, so, <laughs> yeah. as a community um, I mean Bright Star but uh, this is uh, more of a jukebox show which will be very interesting to see and Heidi's oh, Heidi's a goddess <laughs> you should be in everything ever yeah exactly so watch that music video released by Playbill. Uh, We've linked it in the show notes. Thank you all so much for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can find me on all social media platforms at It's Grace Aki. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. Thank you all so much. We will talk to you later. (laughs) 